week in the week. A special. I left school when I was 16. I went straight into working in Subway, so I was a, I was a sandwich artist. <laughs> that was my official title. Um, I hated that. Um, I was really bad at it as well. And I left there and I got a job as like a labourer. I was like working on building sites and that. And I was, wasn't good at that either. And I got a job in a sports shop. And I was a cleaner for a while. I was like a crime scene cleaner as well. That was really good. A week in the week. A special. Hello and welcome to Week in the Weege. I'm Natalie Crawford. And I'm Selena Jackson. And today we are joined by Chris McQueer. Would you Yay. like to introduce yourself? Hello, how's it going? How are you? <laughs> I'm good, I. I'm good. really good. I. Thank you so much for coming in. Oh, don't be daft. Don't be daft. Pleasure to be here. Thanks yeah. very much. <laughs> A lot of our listeners may be familiar with kind of the stuff that you do on Twitter particularly. But for anyone that's not, tell us who you are and, and what you do. I, I'm Chris McQueer and I'm a writer for Glasgow so I've written two books a short stories um, one's called Hangs and the second one is called HWFG which so, I don't I, think I can say <laughs> <laughs> we all know what that stands <laughs> for regularly okay. chatty dad gigs it's fine <laughs> so I believe you didn't kind of start off as an author that wasn't your kind of no, basis no. so how did you kind of get into that it was just um, I've had like a million jobs and I hated them all and um, <laughs> I just was never sure what I wanted to do but it was always kind of in the back of my mind to maybe try writing I've always liked books and I've always thought maybe maybe I could try and write one but um, I just never did for some reason up until I was like 24, 25 and then I just I kind of realised I was like this is great fun this is what I want to do I'm just going to mm. go for it and then just decided I wasn't going to take an offer and answer. I'm just I'm going to be a writer and that's it. So <laughs> So what do you base your short stories on then? It's a wee mix of things. So sometimes it is kind of based on like real life and uh, things that have happened to me and my pals. Art oh, it's just totally just made up scenarios, just total nonsense. Um <laughs> but I like to try and base like my characters are all based on real people. Right. And then I just put them in kind of weird situations, how I think they'd react and all that. Okay. So I could laugh. Right? That was something I was going to ask you because I think, especially, I've read Hings, I've not read your second right, one right. yet. Thanks very um, much. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, it's very kind of surreal. That's, mm. I think it's been described as sort of like Limmy, kind of Irvin Welsh mashup. Was that? Would you say that's quite accurate? I was quite happy with that comparison. I <laughs> it's not a bad <laughs> comparison. <laughs> so that, where do you take those kind of ideas from? Are they just things that come to you, or do you take inspiration from other writers? A wee bit, I so I, I quite like, like. I grew up reading Irvin Welsh, and he's obviously had an impact on my work, which has been quite cool. Um, and I, it's just a kind of mix, you know, all the, all the films I watch, all the books I read. I just try and I'll look at that and think, well, how can I do that? You know, how can I maybe do that in Scotland? You know, and what would that be like if it was set in Glasgow or the East End or the West End? How would it? How would it look? And um, I'm just constantly looking for ideas. Do you know what I mean? I just I can't switch off now. I'm just always thinking. Like, if it happens to me, I'm like, right, can I use this somehow? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and obviously, you've had a sorry, you've had like a brilliant reception to your books. Is that something that you were expecting? Did you have any sort of kind of idea of how people were going to react to them before you'd published them? No, really, no. I was kind of prepared for like no failure, but I was like, right, I'm just a new writer out of nowhere. So like, I think the publishers were just going to print half like 500 copies. And that's like a, that's a really small run for a book. But to me, I was like, I don't know, 500 people. How am I going to sell 500 <laughs> books? So like, um, so I was ready. I was kind of, that was my aim. I was like, if I can sell 500 copies, I'm, I'm laughing. That's brilliant. And then like the 500 sold out, like kind of pre-orders. I was like, shit, man. So it didn't really happen. <laughs> right. Um, then that went to 1,000, then 2,000. It just kind of kept going. It was brilliant. It's a really cracking feeling. So 
really nice surprise it's been brilliant mm-hmm. and has it predominantly done well in Glasgow or have you seen it's been successful kind of further afield than you would have expected I think mostly kind of Glasgow and Edinburgh it's kind of it's done quite well it's a hard sell outside of Scotland because it's mm-hmm. mostly kind of written in Scots but um, I don't know I think if people outside of Scotland give it a chance yeah, you can tune in yeah. you can kind of tune into the Glasgow dialect quite easy so it is mm-hmm. a really niche market the Scots for comedy mm-hmm. and movies mm-hmm. and, and writing as well but when it's they are like it's so it's so popular like mm-hmm. we, people just eat it up because there's not many people brave enough to kind of venture mm-hmm. into that because they are scared of like closing themselves off and, and limiting about, themselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i like that yeah, it's kind of that's kind of true i um but i think you know i'm kind of proud of speaking scottish i'm mm-hmm. proud mm-hmm. To, to write in it i think it's good and i like doing it so i'm just going to keep doing it so we've had quite a lot of people on obviously we've had comedians and people from the Glasgow Film Festival and stuff yeah. on as well. And they've been talking about the importance of kind of nourishing this creative industry in Glasgow Aye. as well, because it is doing so well. Did Aye. you kind of start off doing stand-up or kind of open mic nights or anything like that? No, um, I was going to kind of like poetry readings and that when I first kind of started writing, just to kind of expose myself to other writers and that and really enjoyed it. And then I thought, right, maybe I could get into this. Maybe I could tell stories. And then I got the chance to do it like, through my publishers. They can organise the wee thing for me. I went on stage and I was just like reading my stories from my book and I was like, this is, this is good fun, this is really yeah. good and I really enjoyed it and then that's became kind of part of my, like what I do, that's kind of part of what yeah. I do for a living now, I do a lot of kind of spoken word stuff which is mm-hmm. great fun, so it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Aye. So you said before you kind of touched on it, you've had a lot of different jobs aye. before you've gone into writing, can you tell us a wee bit about them, kind of, have you drawn aye, inspiration aye. from those jobs Definitely, in the past? I left school when I was 16 and I went straight into working in Subway so I was a, I was a sandwich artist <laughs> that was my official title um, I hated that um, I was really bad at it as well <laughs> and I left there and I got a job as like a labourer I was like working on building sites and that and I was, wasn't good at that either then I got a job in a sports shop and I was a cleaner for a while I was like a crime scene cleaner as well that was really good um, I was I a hair, that, be, that would give you quite a lot of ideas maybe that's plenty, a bit grim aye. But... <laughs> that was quite grim aye. Aye, plenty of like, inspiration you get mm. plenty for that um, I was a hairdresser for a while so that was good like talking to people but yeah. obviously just getting their life stories at them in the chair mm-hmm. that was good um, worked in a call centre and then back to the sports rope and then I finally I was like nah, I don't know what I'd do I, I think yeah. I might be a writer I'm just mm-hmm. going to do this so. but then that's all like, all the kind of jobs I've had I've been totally surrounded and immersed in like, mm-hmm. people and yeah. conversations and that's what it's all been about and that's, that's been brilliant to draw from and you know I can think back to all the mad customers I've served and it just sparks half ideas it's been good mm-hmm. so it's all kind of came together it's been good It's really inspirational for young people listening to that thinking that are kind of drifting and they don't really know Aye. what they want to do like if you've got a gut feeling <laughs> then maybe you should just try it like Aye, just go Aye. for it mm-hmm. I'd agree with that Aye. I, I was kind of just drifting I didn't know what I wanted to do and I just felt quite lost and I don't know I just thought if I had maybe been encouraged at school to get into writing, you know, when I was kind of mm-hmm. was kind of alright at English at school and creative writing was what I really wanted to do. If mm-hmm. maybe if I had been pushed, yeah, by teachers and that further, I would have gotten it sooner. But obviously, when you're at school, you know, kind of discouraged to take a kind of creative yeah. path because mm-hmm. I don't know, it's kind of creative dink, jobs I, don't pay. Yes, I, I really understand that. <laughs> yeah. um, what was the reaction of your friends and your family when you finally decided this was something that you wanted to properly pursue? I was quite surprised because it's something I hadn't really spoke about though. I knew I was into books and that but I'd never really spoke about writing with them so when I said oh listen I've been writing stories they were like what? <laughs> Why are you writing stories but you're writing about what have you got to write about? I'm like, can, I, can I take the mic out me a wee bit but um, once they read them they were like oh 
quite funny. Sorry, no, no bad. All right, then. All right, we won't slag you. So. Um, and then when I like took the plunge, I went full time doing this like last year, and then everybody was like, I "Think that's a good idea, mate? You know, money and all that." I'm like, okay, "I'll make it work. It'll be fine." Like, oh, I don't know if you should. Don't know if you should. Oh, shut up, man. I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. Have you made it work? Not like try to pry into I mean, your business and your financial situation. I'm getting there. I'm like, getting there. I'm getting yeah. there. So good. So yeah, I think it's something that you hear people talking about a lot, especially if they don't come from kind of creative backgrounds. They say it can be quite an intimidating sort of closed off industry, and they're like, if you don't have the connections, you don't have that kind of background, you don't have that experience. They think, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not even going to try because I don't know oh, how I'm going to get oh. a route in there. Did you kind of think that at first, or? Were you just always in the mindset, like, do you know what, I'm going to make it work? A wee bit aye, but it was the same. I was like, I'm going to make it work. I want to do it. So, um, and I think that was kind of benefited me, do you know what I mean? Because I, I didn't have the connection. So I was like, right, well, I'll just I'll go and make them. I'll just find mm. publishers. I'll just find all the writers. That's like a pure gold glass. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I love it. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm going to do it. Like, it's dead gallons. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I'm just going to go and aye. do it. So obviously coming off the success of your first book, which mm-hmm. obviously, like you said, did so much better than you could have imagined. Aye. Did you feel a pressure then going into oh, writing aye, your second aye. one? How did you kind of manage Big that? Thing, um, when I started writing the second book, I was like still in the mindset of the first one. So I was like, right, the first one was what people liked. I don't want to do anything too different. I've tried to give them Mary the same. But what I was trying to do was like write the same book again almost. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So the stories I was writing, mm-hmm. I don't know, they weren't up to much. They felt like kind of like rip-offs of the first book almost. Yeah. It was like somebody pretending to write like me. And... Um, and it was, it was just like the pressure I was putting on myself, like it needs to be the same as the first book, it needs, that's mm. what people like. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't working, like stories I was writing one month, and it was like six months worth of work. I read it all back and I was like, these are terrible, <laughs> man. Like, maybe I'm just up here one hat wonder, this is it, I've done it, that's mm-hmm. it. And then I thought, right, maybe I just need to change my approach here a wee bit. And then I thought, maybe it's like comedy that's the problem, you know what I mean? the first book was like, you know, near enough old comedy stories. Yeah. And then I liked writing them, but then I thought, right, well, I'm running out of jokes here, I'm running out of punchlines <laughs> almost. So I went a wee bit, I was like, right, I'll get a wee bit darker and a wee bit weirder. Maybe there mm. would be, mm-hmm. you know, kind of slapstick, light hearted stories. They're going to be much weird and dark. And mm-hmm. I really enjoyed writing mm-hmm. stuff like that. So the second book's quite a lot weirder and a lot darker than the first one. Mm-hmm. And um, once I kind of changed my approach to it, it came a lot easier and I'm really chuffed with how it's turned out. Mm-hmm. And do you think that taps into that kind of Scottish and Glaswegian sense of humour? Obviously, we were talking aye, about Irvin well, Welsh, they've aye. all done very well, but it is predominantly a Scottish audience that they've got. Do you aye. think that's something that's quite unique to Scotland, just I think that so, people aye. get that? I think so, I and we've all got quite a dark sense of humour in Glasgow, we're all like, you know, and we're all really stuff, self-deprecating. Right? You've got aye, to really good at I think you've got to if you're yeah. from Scotland sometimes. So you oh, mentioned aye. you based your characters on other people. Do you? Do you? Are the people that you know? Do you tell them? Oh, by the way, that's on you. As a few, I um, as a few, like, I don't tell them. I just I'm quite happy for them to find it. Figure it out. <laughs> so that, it's only happened with two people. So one of them's like my best mate. And he found it. I wrote a kind of character that was just him. Basically, I had his name <laughs> and all that as well. It wasn't exactly so. And um, he was quite annoyed at me, but I think he, he took it as a wee ego boost. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's telling people on his work, you know, I'm in a book. <laughs> and then the second one, I wrote this character. Um, she's in my, she's in the first book. She's called Big Angie. And she's like, um, I wanted to write a really strong kind of Glasgow mm. woman. Mm-hmm. And I was like, right, well, who's the strongest Glasgow woman that I know? It's my granny. So I just right. based her on my granny. <laughs> and then my granny read it and she was like, Jink, you're like, <laughs> writing about me, Jink, I wouldn't notice that. And she was quite annoyed. <laughs> but she was all right in the end. So. I'm, sure they've, I'm sure they've come around to it once yeah. they've seen it. They're like, okay, people like this for the right reasons. It's all right. So oh. 
What's next for you? Are you sticking with short stories? Are you wanting to keep writing? What are uh, you planning? I'm writing my third book just now, which is a novel, it's like a full length thing. And um, that's been a totally different, totally different game. Mm-hmm. Like writing short stories, like maybe it takes me like a week or two weeks to write a short story, and then so it kind of suits me. I've got a kind of short attention span. Mm-hmm. It kind of suits me just getting in, get it done, back out onto something else. Mm-hmm. But um, been writing this novel now for about six or seven months, and see like. Trying to keep my focus on the one idea when my mind's gone like a mile a minute thinking of other stuff. Mm. I'm like, I could mm-hmm. go away and write that, and I'm like, no, I need to finish this first. Yeah. And it's dementing, but I'll get there. Like, it's nearly done. So. And was that your idea to kind of push yourself to do something completely different after having written the second? Aye, you can be like, I'm aye. trying to do too much of the same thing here. I think like, that's it. I was just trying to keep myself, keep challenging myself. You know, I could mm-hmm. just, I could just write kind of daft stories constantly, and maybe people would like it, but I think they would get bored of it, and I'm going to get bored writing it, and it's not mm-hmm. going to be. My best mm-hmm. work, so I want to keep trying different, different things. You know what I mean? I'm still just at the very start of my career, so I can yeah. still just keep playing about with different mediums and seeing what I like best. So, mm-hmm. so I, can you give anything away about the novel? Like what oh, it's going to be about? <laughs> I'm not allowed to. I'm under strict instructions. <laughs> how how different's the process from writing a short story to writing a a novel, which is obviously Aye. a big long story. I know. Um, so writing a short story, it'll kind of, I'll kind of come up with it. The concept of the story, like what I want to happen, like a wee guy does this, that's the kind of concept, and then I'll flesh out, you know, what are the kind of marks I want to hit, what's the kind of scenes in the story mm-hmm. I want to make happen. So I'll write all that down first, like we kind of, we kind of framework yeah. to work to, do you know what I mean? That way I don't get stuck. And um, then I'll write it for there, and it changes as you're writing it, but as long as you've got a kind of wee plan, it's fine. So that maybe takes me like a week, 10 days, two weeks sometimes mm-hmm. to write a story like that, and then get it done get the first draft done and then I'll start working on like a second idea, like a new idea. And then once I've done that, we the framework again, I'll go back to the first one and edit it all. Mm-hmm. And once I'm happy with it, that's fine. I can start the second story. But with a novel, it's like, I'm kind of in two minds. I didn't want to plan out too much. I liked the idea of just sitting down at it every day and not knowing yeah, what was going to happen, just kind of winging it. Yeah. And it's been kind of good, but there's days when you get stuck. I think maybe if I planned it out, and I'm like, no, I don't want to plan it out too much. It's just, I don't know. But it's working for me then not planning it and just kind of winging it. Mm-hmm. Letting the characters do stuff and kind of surprising me almost. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been good and fun. Have you had feedback on it so far? Or no, yeah, nobody's like, read it at all yet. Completely. So we'll see, it could be mince, it could be right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have, you, have you read it back? Like, I've read it back, yeah. I'm kind of editing it as I go. So um, I think it's all right, but with the animal. Well, you've done two books that have sold really well, so you must know something. <laughs> I know. Natalie kind of touched on it at the start there as well, kind of about social media. How important do you think that's been? And Spreading the word about your books, I believe it's quite a kind of small publisher that you've got, like a kind aye. of small independent publisher right, as well. Aye. So, how yeah. important has social media and Twitter been in both spreading the word and also getting feedback? Definitely. So, um, like I kind of started on Twitter by I was like putting my I was writing short stories before I got the publishing deal, and I was just putting them online. And I was like sharing the links mm-hmm. on Twitter, mm-hmm. and I built up a following through that. And then that kind of when the publishers got in touch with me, they kind of seen that following, and they were like, right, well. He's got a kind of presence on social media. If they read his stories, maybe they would buy his books, kind of thing. So yeah. that, like, like put my foot in the door. It helped, helped convince them that there was a market for what I was doing, mm-hmm. um, which is quite unusual for writers. Do you know what I mean? Because normally mm-hmm. it's they write it and they keep it to themselves, and then it gets sent to publishers. And then the first time people see it is when it's in a book on the shelves. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, it was kind of it was all out there, and that was me trying to build up an audience and show show that there was a market for it. So um, I feel like if it wasn't for social media, I wouldn't have got the book deal maybe do you know what I mean I'd yeah. have been um, like punting the manuscript running about different publishers trying my best yeah. to get a deal you know mm-hmm. what I mean so I was quite lucky that way and then it shows like 
I love using Twitter because it shows people that I'm like a real person. Do you know what I mean? I'm not yeah. a mad guy like in a mansion behind a typewriter, like <laughs> faceless. Do you know what I mean? I'm just a real wee guy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fine and it kind of works and it lets me interact with readers and um, they'll, they'll tell me if the book's good or no. They'll tell me it's mince and I'll go, oh, well, cheers for buying it anyway. For it to get your money. That's been good. And then just getting feedback and stuff and yeah. do you, do you enjoy the, f- the feedback even when it is criticism I do, I, I do. it's good um, like criticism and that it's, it's always helpful do you know what I mean you can look at what people don't like and draw for that and think well maybe if you, if you didn't like this book then I'll make sure you like the second one if you don't like that maybe you'll like yeah. the next one who mm. knows and um, it just gives me a wee boost when I think like, I don't know it just makes me want to prove myself yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. and then then when you get a good review, it's brilliant. It's a cracking feeling. You're on top mm-hmm. of the world for that day. It's yeah. brilliant. So, do you feel a pressure good. to be funny on social media? A wee bit, aye, a wee bit. I feel like because I'm quite quiet in real life, and I think people just expect me to be like Peter Kay or something. <laughs> I'm not like it. You know what I mean? It's a pain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny the way that we've been talking about social media quite a lot generally, anyway, and kind of pressures on social media and stuff. But for you, obviously, it's been so instrumental in your career. So mm-hmm. for you, social media, good or bad? That's good. It's been good for me. I you see the kind of bad sides of it, but I think the good stuff kind of outweighs the negative, and it has mm-hmm. has done for me anyway. So. Mm-hmm. so when can we expect your novel to come out? Yeah. Have you got a date? It's not got a date yet. Um, it all depends. I've no. Um, we need to finish it first. I need to finish well, it first. I, <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, best case scenario would be at the end of this year. Like it could be next year. Could In be time year for after. Christmas. I hope so. Stock I hope and so. Filler. We'll see what happens. See what happens. Perfect. Well, we'll look forward <laughs> yeah, to it. Thank you Cheers. so much for coming in and talking to oh, us. It's been Cheers. That's brilliant. That's good fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thanks thank very you. much. Cheers. A week in the Weege is a Radio Clyde News production. For the latest around the clock, follow on Twitter at Radio Clyde News.